I'm just back in from a little mini mission out to the village of Sapiston in Suffolk. About four or five years ago, I went round that village and knocked on everyone's doors and shared the gospel with everybody and it was a pretty much whitewash of bad reception to the gospel message. And so I don't know why I ended up there today. I was actually intending to go somewhere else and um, my sat-nav took me there and said I was a few minutes away. So I just parked up. I was thrilled to be back in this village. Thought I could see someone, thought I'd go and catch up with everybody, see what they like today. And it was amazing. The, the, there's a huge difference in the responses today. And um, even some people that were really pursuing dark spiritual options in their life. I've had it a few times recently. I'm, I'm very grateful for what we've been, what Charlie's been putting out in Acts, because it's been teaching us about the right way to present the gospel amongst people who may have a demon possession going on in their lives and um, and it's simply the gospel is what all we need to do and then we just leave the the matter to God and God will of course deal with whatever issues need to be dealt with and um, recently I've been coming up against lots of tattooed and uh, pierced people who I start telling the gospel to and they're silent they're silent and they're still and they listen and then it's like as if God froze them in time to hear it. And then once they've finished hearing it, the anger returns, it overcomes them, floods their senses. And they get so angry and shouty. And they do that in front of the children at times. It's, it's appalling to see, and I just walk away. Um, and I had a situation like this tonight, except that as uh, when I arrived in, they said, oh, are you a Bible basher? And I said, well, um, I, you, you will probably think I am. I said, oh, that was very honest of you. And so he was kind of like mocking at first. And But then as we talked about things, his wife was re remembered me from beforehand. So she was she was actually expecting a baby at the time. And now that baby's four or five years old. And it was really great that she has, she had remembered me and um, had, a, had some good um credit if you like to to talk to her and her new partner who was yeah as i say a bit of a mock-up but he eventually i started asking some questions about aliens and the possibility with them and um and witches he was interested in witches and then it came out why he was interested in these things and it was because his ex-partner had been involved in this stuff and had been he believes cursing him and his children and they were having a terrible time then they asked if there was such a thing as cursing and could could a Christian do that? And I briefly mentioned imprecatory prayers. And that was like, he just then said, would you pray for us against this? And it was quite amazing, the transformation from just after maybe 10, 15 minutes of speaking. And of course, I was delighted to pray for them. But I wasn't praying in the past because I've had some exposure to some a more charismatic teaching on, on the subject. I might have uh, used the sort of language that the Jewish exorcists were using. And I was just so grateful that just in the last week or so, we'd covered that so well. And and, and, I, and I really realized that it's just the gospel. Only the gospel is all we need in order to have spiritual victory over any situation. And any demons will be vacated as the Spirit of God arrives. And 
so the prayer was made and I, but first of all I just prayed that they would trust Jesus and I, we explained the gospel in the prayer and, and then went on to pray that the woman who was cursing would also recognize that this is a problem for her that she's not got the peace of God in her life and that she would uh, somehow somehow find uh, the truth and be free from her own spiritual problems and then even seek to restore the damage that she's done against her old family and at the end of it it started raining as we finished praying it just it just rained it was it was a clear night and then it just rained for like a few seconds and I, di I didn't really notice it I was I was too being too too uh, thoughtful on the prayer words and and uh, making sure that I was correct in in, in dealing with this uh, complex situation but the lady said did you see it started raining just as we finished praying and she was certain that that was God doing that and that's excellent for her to have picked up on that be sensitive to that and then she said would you like a bottle of wine she was just so overjoyed so I said yes I would like I would like that it'd be very nice I've not had a bottle of wine in the house for quite a while and then we just filled with brotherly love for each other it was a beautiful moment, and it's just—I'm just overwhelmed to have been to have seen a, a transformation like that occurring on their doorstep, and and they've got—they've now got the Bible in ten card, and uh, which has got the gospel message on the other side, and and I just just want to pray that they are are indeed able to continue in this and way of thinking about Jesus and may it become something permanent for them. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just overwhelmed. It was just we were just saying how much we loved each other, and I hadn't met this guy before. He and he was like quite a butch guy. He went from saying "Are you a Bible basher?" to "I love you." I mean, it was in the space of about twenty minutes. It was absolutely extraordinary, and um, so glad to be able to share this with you all. It's, it's amazing that that we have this unity because of Jesus. That he gives us the Bible. We're so blessed to be part of the ministry of of Charlie, where he's so refreshing and so honest and in his endeavors and so consistent with his teaching and um, as Maria and I said uh, in an email we believe he's the greatest Bible teacher on the earth obviously we don't know everyone but we just want to I think it's it's right to add some hyperbole about the, the blessing it is to hear Charlie's teaching every day and to be to be able to read his words every day to to read that even reading the date in the in the words is a, is a blessing because it gets me to think each time is is this it is this the day maybe this is the day so yeah, i have i've prattled on way longer than i thought i would do i didn't even think i would even say anything about this but i'm just so 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 blessed and just feel so blessed and exhausted that i just want to just uh, put my heart out to all you and to maybe you'll be encouraged how I can rely on God's word and also how we can rely, we can sort of rely on Charlie's teaching. I say sort of because he wouldn't want us to be thinking his analysis is at the same level of the word of God. But it's amazing to see that how important doctrine is, how good doctrine allows our lives to be practically um, more useful to serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Truly, truly. Amen. And now I say Friday... It's actually just about to turn Friday here in England. Friday, the 25th of August, 2023. But when they found out that he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for about two hours, Great is Diana of the Ephesians! 
Acts 19 verse 34. The words are more closely rendered, and having recognized that he is a Jew, there was one voice from all over about two hours crying, Great! The Artemis of Ephesians! C.G. Alexander was ready to speak, having motioned with his hand before the multitude. However, it now says, and having recognised that he is a Jew. The verb is in the present tense. Luke is writing as if it is happening right before our eyes. Unfortunately for Demetrius and Alexander, whether they were in collusion together or not, those who recognised Alexander saw him as a Jew. They saw Paul as a Jew, and so the two were lumped together in the same basket, both as miscreants against their great goddess. As most of the crowd didn't have any idea why they were there, this means that only some of the people were paying attention to this fact. But to those who understood what was going on, a Jew would have been the same as any other Jew. Those that had heard Paul speak about the futility of idolatry would have remembered that and assumed Alexander held the same beliefs as Paul. Therefore, in their recognition of this fact, there was one voice from all. In verse 32, those who gathered had been crying out whatever was on their minds. There was no harmony to their voices. However, they all brought together into the singular one voice. As the voice of those who instigated the gathering began to prevail, like the united chance for a particular political leader, the crowd was brought into harmony which spanned over about two hours. What had started as a gathering of curiosity, for most, had become a united gathering in support of the original rallying cry. This would have increased the unity of those gathered immensely because they were crying, Great! The Artemis of Ephesians! Being unwilling to listen to a Jew, the crisis was diverted for the Christians. Instead, a general roar of the original cries noted in verse 28 became a united rallying call to the masses. Because Ephesus was where the temple of the goddess Artemis was located, the people had become focused on it as the central purpose of their gathering. Life application. It doesn't take much to convince a group of people to act in a particular way. Many studies have shown that people will even do unreasonable things simply because a majority of those around them are doing them. It is the herd mindset that can take over anyone who either wants to join in with a cause or who is unwilling to speak out about the incorrect nature of a matter. Quite often this occurs because people don't want to look foolish to others. This herd mindset then becomes a cult mindset. Jim Jones understood this and led an entire group of people to Guyana. They faithfully followed his leading eventually to their own deaths. The same has repeatedly happened throughout history. 
Think of the cult-like thinking of those during the Covid event in 2021. To varying degrees, this type of thing occurs in churches all the time. For example, the cult of King James only-ism demands that not only that translation be used, it claims that any other translation is of the devil. This is not an act of faithfulness to the word. If it was, the truth of the matter would be searched out. In searching, the mindset would be dismissed as ridiculous. But it is not. Fear of the leader sets in and control over the congregation is solidified. The same occurs with other erroneous doctrines, moral perversity, etc. Anytime a leader claims something is exclusive to his teaching, it should be carefully considered. It is true that if his teaching is that Jesus is the only way to heaven, then he is teaching what is correct. However, if he teaches that Jesus is the only way to heaven, and that can only be realized in, for example, the Church of Christ, it is time to leave that church. The only way to find out if such things are appropriate or not is to read and know the Word. If this is not done, people are setting themselves up for disaster at the hands of others. Thank you, Lord God, for your precious Word. It has been given to us to keep us on the straight and narrow path and it certainly tells us what that path is. This can be verified in your word. Help us to get to know this wonderful treasure of safety, security and grounded hope that you have given to us. Amen.